Voice Memos podcast with Jen and Myron. Hey, welcome to Voice Memos. I am Myron Clifton and my co-host is Jennifer. So Jennifer is a wonderful lady. She's originally from Wisconsin, now in California, flaming redhead with a beautiful big old dog named Mojito that I call Beast. She's a great sister, daughter, and a great friend. And uh, she is my co-host. Hey, Jennifer. Hello, hello. So nice that we're recording this because I get to save this and hear this over and over again, the compliments that you gave me. So I lied. <laughs> this is my friend and probably my bestest friend. I've known Myron over 20 years. He is a published author. He is an amazing writer, highly intelligent. And one thing that I can really tell you about him that stands out is how he raises his daughter, Leah. You know, because I always start this Zoom thing first, this podcast first, and then it tells me that you are trying to join, and then it asks me the question, do you want to admit this person? <laughs> and every time I pause and think, do I? <laughs> you can run multiple, but you can't hide. <laughs> it's one of those I was, decisions I make every week. <laughs> I was out on my walk and I was thinking I got, I was finishing up. I got done with some, you know, work stuff a little early. So I started my walk earlier and I was on the Twitter the other day and because sometimes I want to pay attention because you get a lot of likes and you have a lot of followers, like you're the popular one in the, in this relationship. And I follow a couple vegan people and they had asked a question. One of the guys asked a question, sort of similar, but not similar to your question of like, Hey, if you had the choice to be cut in half and cremated, one half of your body. So there was another poll out there and it was like, what is one thing that surprised you that you thought was vegan, but wasn't. And Ooh. I was reading through it. A lot of the stuff I knew. And the one thing that came up often that I knew, but came up often was toilet paper is not vegan. Um, what? No, because they use gelatin uh, from, and that's done from the bones and skin of animals to uh which is an animal fat like it there's like an acid that's created and it's used to glue the paper fibers together what okay wait a minute so along those lines i was shopping for groceries today with my daughter and my daughter nonstop complains about my um paper towels and toilet paper what does she complain about that they're not that the toilet paper isn't soft enough and the paper towels are not absorbent enough. And so her bigger criticism is, well, the 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 criticism behind her criticism is that I get them both from the 99 cent store. <laughs> Say less. <laughs> <laughs> so today we were in a giant supermarket at like Safeway or Rayleigh's or something. And we go down the aisle, the paper tile and all those kind of aisles and toilet paper. And she goes, no, you are not getting the, the off brand. 
because I walked right to one that said, it said Charmin. And she was like, no, you need to read past the first word. It says, compared to Charmin. (laughs) 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 But so mine was a price thing. And now I'm learning that it is also not even vegan. It's not even vegan that they use gelatin. So you're using animal products to like clean yourself. Wow. Isn't that crazy? And so many vegans in that thread, you know, they talked about honey and then there's a, there's a mix of, for a drink called Campari. It's like this red drink mixture. And, and what started that conversation is that he didn't realize that Campari had gelatin in it. Gelatin is used in so many things because it's a good binding agent, taking all the bones and skin from animals. And it's usually the leftover stuff and then put it in one mix to create this acid that then creates could create a glue that keeps things together. Shoelaces, shoes, tires. I mean, it's, if you don't know, yeah, it's incredible the amount of animal product that are used. So I was in that thread just thinking about, man, I, I don't drink Campari, but I didn't, I didn't think that that would have gelatin in it. It's just like a lot of the candies too, right? You know, all your, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. some of your, a lot of your soft candies have have gelatin. Swedish fish and Skittles do not. So that's I, good. I, that's interesting. I, I remember learning something similar to that when my, my ex-wife used to be um, gluten-free and she was gluten-free from a medical standpoint, not as a fad kind of deal. Yep. Uh, due to celiac disease. And I remember like this is like the early 2000s where she was going through the process of trying to figure out what it was, you know, but um, like many people, she loved cheese and then finding out that, and we went through years of the process of elimination. Right. And finally finding out that learning that shredded cheese has gluten and it's used as a powder, as a non-sticking agent. So that when you pull your shredded cheese out of the bag, it's not all clumped together like cheese will naturally clump. It's not clumped together, and that's because of the gluten that's on it. Oh, right. <laughs> I, oh, right. okay. Yep, yep, yep. Okay. Just. It's incredible yeah, just, how you learn things. Yes. That, yes. Yeah. So it's 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 crazy that I mean, you we know in general that most everything has, and if it's not. There's also the it's there's also the vegan component of not utilizing products that have been used for animals on testing. So specifically makeup, right? So China requires you if you're going to sell in their country, you have to test on animals. It's part of their they want to make sure that it's good for their people. So if you sell if somebody sells a product overseas, they have to do put the product through animal testing. So for for makeup specifically, I had to find all products that were animal cruelty free. And now you see, not that you're on that side of TikTok, but you'll see a lot of the influencers will mention that their product that they're showcasing or sponsoring is, is cruelty free, meaning it hasn't been tested oh, on good. animals. It's not, it, they don't use any animal products. So that's pretty cool. I think part of the, I think part of societies get in a little bit of a wake-up call and that has to do with all the videos and documentaries out there that people either they can power through and sit down and really watch those videos and make a change mm-hmm. or they hear bits and pieces and then get mm-hmm. a little curious so I think I think that has done a good 
uh, service to just the animal, the kingdom that we we think about. Because I I was talking, I asked somebody at work, sir, and I, you know, we'll get off the vegan subject, but I I thought it was a good way to start out the conversation. And I, you know, I'm getting to learn a new team. And I asked if you could have a ticket to any place in the world, where would you go? Like that one round trip ticket to any place in the world. And you had some people say some, you know, cool things. And one woman said, I would love to go to Africa. And I was like, I love it. That's, you know, that wasn't on on my list, although South Africa now is, but I was, and she said, I just, I mean, I just love animals. And it took everything in my power (laughs) because she also lives in a very predominantly big state that, you know, we don't like the Cowboys just lost from there. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. And, uh, she talked about how she could never give up meat. So I, it's a funny, it's a funny conversation how people can say and use that sample phrase. I love animals and then could put it on their plate. It's okay that you just, that you, that you, I mean, I don't think you could say you love something and eat it. I think you could say that you admire them and mm. for their beauty, but you can't say you love them because our definitions of love would be completely different. See, and I would hear that and say, that's an entire continent of, you know, a couple billion people. So, like, there's animals here. Like, what do you mean? Like, what do you mean by that? (laughs) Now, she just said, okay, I mean, I want to go to the savannah on a paid um, safari safari where you're, you know, you're safe. It's a tourist kind of deal. That that makes sense. That'd be different. Yeah, my ears go up when someone says, I want to go to Africa. I love animals. Whoa. <laughs> what? It's, <me. laughs> it's so crazy how people think. And then they say stuff out loud. And you think yeah. to yourself, because, you know, I was I was kind of appalled. So I, I it, it's similar to fucking Fox and Tucker Carlson, you oh, know, the whole uh, Eminem, the whole Eminem, you know, now the uh-huh. green Eminem is wearing heels and she's supposed to be, you know, geared to a lesbian Eminem. And meanwhile, California here has two mass shootings in a a day apart from each other. And that's what Fox News wants to cover. Gavin Newsom said something here. I'm talking, I'm I'm on one level with the people in um, LA for what happened on Chinese New Year, the 10 killing of 10 people. Then the next day I'm in, I think it was Monterey, California. I'm in another mass shooting and Fox News wants to cover the green fucking M&M. M&Ms, like M&Ms. And of of all the things you can have fake Fox outrage about, you're outraged about some M&Ms, right? Color M&Ms, like, M&Ms have their own little world, their own little mystique, and they're all, they ain't bothering nobody. Nobody. Right? And they, and they have some little cartoon mascots. Like, is that what you're mad about? Like, oh my God. <laughs> it's the craziest thing. And meanwhile, I mean, you posted something today just in regards to the amount of shootings compared to the people that lost their lives to shootings outside excluding suicide in comparison to civilians in Ukraine, the Ukraine war. Yeah. Six over about 6,600 or so um, Ukrainian civilians were killed in 2022 um, by the Russian military and about 26,000 Americans 
were killed by handguns, not suicide, just murders, handguns. That's crazy, huh? I mean, it's an all out war over there. And we are, we have a war here. If we are to think about the M&M and to think about how we have these mass shootings, how the number one, and to think that other countries look at our news and this is what we're covering. This is, right. we're covering the M&M. I, I mean, how do right. we get a new planet? We, we've had, I, I think I saw, um, we've had 30 something mass shootings this year. And a mass shooting is generally uh, defined as three or more people killed in, at one time. And generally uh, by, by a single shooter. We've had 30 something of those and it's January 23rd. It's yeah, it's just the start of the, it's the first month of the year. Just so, yeah. so our audience, we have a really smart audience, but I just, I think I need to put that into perspective that we are 25 days into the first year. Right. The, and, and we've had that many and, and we say, well, our, our laws and constitution allows people to have weapons and if we didn't have weapons then you know it, it would be anarchy and then the rest of the world goes we don't have that <laughs> <laughs> it's just you like it's literally just you it's just you there's nobody else in the entire world of 210 220 countries right nations and and eight billion seven point seven other billion people because we're 300 million or whatever they're fine. It's just us. And it's we say, well, there's, there's nothing we can do. There's just nothing we can do. It's just, you can't have, this is what people do. No, it's just us. It's just, a, and this, and we protect the guns before we protect the people. And that's, yeah. that yeah. to me astounds when you say that out loud and you yeah. say in my country, our guns are more revered than our people. You you can, you can make a chart of by state of the, the states that have enacted looser gun control at the same time or simultaneously enacting stricter controls on women's health care, including abortion, including mammograms, including treatment for cancer, and including all these different treatments that they fear could also be abortion. So you can list them side by side and say, the same men, and, and it is men, let's, let's be clear here, and let's be extra clear. It's white men. White men in, have enacted something like 100 different laws around the nation in the last two years, last three years, that restrict women's access to healthcare. Because abortion is healthcare, and everything associated with women's body is healthcare. And at the same time, they've enacted almost the same number of laws that make it easier to get guns. I mean, think about that, the dichotomy, like just compare them and go, why is it easier to do something that's the, the, the object of mass destruction, like a murder's only purpose is to murder, but then say, well, we value, we, we believe in what they call the right to life. So no woman should ever get an abortion under any restrictions, rape, under incest, under the the, the, the fetus is going to kill the mother or just because it's her goddamn choice, right? But we respect the sanctity of life. But on the other hand, we're going to give guns more rights than everybody. Yep. It's, it, 
I don't know how anybody can say that with a straight face and then use the it use the umbrella of the Second Amendment that I have a right to protect. That's not I don't think that's ever been a question. I, if you want to have a gun because you feel safer, not that you need not that you ran into anything but it helps you feel safer i don't i don't care like i get it okay right. that's that's your mm-hmm. that's your thing but we're not talking about that any longer we're we're mm-hmm. we're talking about the assault weapons how they're used how they're gathered how we don't have mental health in place to help these people yes. help. i mean it's a it, yeah that's where i'm coming from yes and every every state every time there's a mass shooting the response from the gun people, one of the responses, because they're all really dumb, but one of the responses is mental health, mental health. But every state that has tried to enact a gun restricting law that's based on mental health, they've the Republicans have voted it down. They don't really believe that. They don't, that's just something they say to get through the news cycle of the death. That's it. That's it. And and you know, one other thing that has never that we have a proven track record we have proven statistic statistical data something else that doesn't work you know what else doesn't work thoughts and prayers oh my god enough of that <laughs> it enough doesn't work that. it doesn't work <laughs> I, I saw someone this this latest mass shooting in la someone was saying um it was on the news it was uh, like a relative of a uh, someone who was near the area but they weren't related to any of the victims or anything but but they one of the responses was i just pray that god comforts that it was they were talking about someone who was affected by the killing and i thought well why wouldn't god have prevented it like if if god can comfort that person if you're a believer in god if god can comfort that person after the fact then why didn't god take action before the fact i mean right because apparently god was busy watching nfl football because all the players are saying they thank god for helping them win <laughs> His priorities are fucked up. And you know what? Why what? hasn't he just shown himself? Why hasn't he come down and just shown himself? <laughs> like, like holy moly. <laughs> I was too busy watching football. All the players are so happy. Oh, God really blessed us. We were, you know, we won. And I think, well, I guess that's why God didn't prevent the shootings because he was too busy watching NFL football. <laughs> like, what? People don't even hear themselves talk. It just, uh, it's just a nightmare. That's crazy you know, stuff. You know, you you remind me of something else when we talk about the vegan, didn't did knowing, did, not knowing something was vegan, and that is, you know, um, that started to happen not with veganism, but that started to happen with oil. So you started having big oil. You start having people boycotting, wanting to boycott big oil, and then come to find out that big oil is in everything. It's not just what you put in your gas and in, in your car, right? Yeah. Um, and it's not just the it, it it's in products, all the plastic you buy, all the packaging you buy. You know, there's a, even computers and phones. There's oil components to all those things. And so, it, it, right, it's not just as simple as saying, well, we want to boycott, you know, Chevron or something because their products are everywhere. It's crazy. People don't. Yeah. It, it's a surface understanding of some things, you know, where you you even getting in a conversation yeah. about bees, you know, oh, honey is not vegan. But I mean, wh- why is that not vegan? Well, because you're taking away the honey from its energy for bees. You're taking it away and replacing it with a sugar substitute. Like right. that is that you're exploiting it. So it's right. funny how 
when you talk to people, and I've had really good conversations with people saying, hey, I, I, I'm really genuinely curious about this. I love those types of conversations. I don't share a lot of my platform because I don't ever want anybody to think that if you decide to make that choice in your life, that you have to be preachy and always at the post about it. Like, I don't want it to be that way, but I do sure. welcome a good dialogue. And I'm always learning. There's There's times when I go to the store and I think to myself, this is something I always buy. And I wonder if this is vegan, even my vitamins. So my sister, mm-hmm. I, I love her. She's, you know, she's a clinical dietitian on top of all, mm-hmm. everything else that she does. And she has access to a website because I was reading some of my vitamins had animal products in it. So I had to reach out to her to find vitamins within this, this, this business that she can get them from that have to have vegan because some of them will say vegetarian and some of them will say vegan. It is crazy that Um, I still learn about that. So it's, you you follow. You know what's funny about that? That I have some, I have some tea and I was, I drink tea at night and then decaffeinated tea. And so I looked at a couple of my packaging and one says non-caffeinated and one says decaffeinated. And I was like, what is the difference here? Like, I don't, I don't know the difference. Am I getting caffeine or not? Right. Like I, I don't, and I still don't know. Like it's it's almost like you're saying the packaging descriptions are so I think they're done in a way to skirt the FDA requirements for certain things. That that's what I think is happening. <laughs> right. You're probably yeah, you're probably right. It's it's hiding because you know it, it's hiding behind um I guess for us in in the U.S., because you could, I I think I saw a woman post something the other day. She said, I need to understand living in Italy, why I've lost weight, eating more food. And every comment, no lie, was it's because of the shit that's put into American food. Like it is all the additives, preservatives, the fucking unbelievable animal product. It is a, it's a compilation of everything that's put into our food and other countries don't do that. Amazing. It is true. And I've seen a couple of those, those posts and, you know, it reminds me of this story I read about, about, about bread, about the bread, the packaged bread we get. Right. So, um, specifically white bread. It was a long story. It was a podcast. I think it was Hidden Brain is a, is a podcast. And it's really good. It just delves into issues and just re- really just compelling issues. And it was sort of the history of bread and how, you know, in the last century, um, America went from, like you see in many, still many countries around the world, you go buy bread at the market fresh every day. And America, because of the Industrial Revolution, and people being poor, you just couldn't do that. So they found a way to make the bread, you know, in a factory and sell it to people. And those original ways to make the bread was just how people used to make it um, at home. It was just a loaf. And then an innovation came later was it was sliced, right? And then another innovation was that it would stay fresh longer. And then all these things that happened that led to like what you typically think of Wonder Bread, right, was because of the demands of people working and people needing something um, uh, convenient, it it developed into that 
what we call that white bread. That's really awful bread, right? But it wasn't the 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 premise of the story was it wasn't that the people who were making bread wanted to make awful bread. They just kept giving people what they wanted and using science to do that. And we ended up where we ended up with that really crappy, bleached, awful, non-nutritional white bread, sliced white bread, right? And then eventually, you know, 50 years later, we've come to what we have now at stores where there's bread that's healthier bread, right? The grain, put the grains back in and all, you know, traditional bread that had been eaten in some type in all civilizations for 10,000 years, right? But it was just the process of getting right back to zero. Let's have good bread. But we went through a hundred years of just the really worst awful bread. And it wasn't some diabolical scheme. It was just what was coming out of the industrial revolution and people going to work and then women going to work and not being home to bake and things like that. But your story reminded me of that, that sometimes you just have um, a product of of the environment and and of the times. You got to get back to some basics. And then the key is to get back to the basics where it's not too expensive. Exactly. You're you're absolutely right. I wonder, you know, you and I, you and I've done a lot of traveling. I've been to a couple countries and then I think about it. I just remember being, you know, in Thailand or France thinking everything seems so rich. Like you didn't see, you didn't see all the Cheez-Its and the townhouse crackers and all those things in stores. It wasn't something I don't, maybe you saw it because I was at an American base at time, you saw it on the base, but you never really saw that kind of stuff uh, over the counter. Now, Mexico, you see it, you know, you go into the, some of those stores, you have the the Mexican candy and you have their taquitos and all that kind of stuff, but like really good food. I've never been to Italy. Have you been to Italy? I've never been to Italy, um, but I've heard uh, my brother and his wife went and he, that's been probably five or six years. He still talks about the food, fresh food, fresh food. Yeah. And you know what? I do have a comparison now because I went to France and um, I spent a week in France once in Versailles and Paris. And every day in Paris, I bought bread off the street. Oh right. God. And at that time, it was just like these little cheese sandwiches or ham and cheese sandwiches or just a baguette, just fresh. Made. And and everyone I bought from a street vendor was not only the best bread I ever had in my life, but it was better than any bread I've ever had in America, even since <laughs> it, just, it was that it was next level. And every other country I've been to and, 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 I, and where I've eaten bread, I've been to maybe six countries. All of it has been better than bread I've eaten in the U.S crazy right yes yes it is crazy <laughs> I, and i and i've been to some gourmet restaurants here where i go oh this is really good brother you taste the difference but none of the even in the fanciest and the most expensive restaurants i've been in in america none of that bread has been as good as the bread i bought off the street in paris france oh my god if by it almost it, it was like it melted i don't know how to yes. describe it but it just felt like it was baked. It was always fresh because they baked it fresh and then stood yes. out on the, yeah. <laughs> I had to stop myself. I said, look, I cannot eat four baguettes a day. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I cut back to three. Oh my God. Hey, you know what? I, I was thinking, okay, before we leave that, 
topic of food and everything. What is, and we haven't talked about this in a while, what is a vegan dish you're eating these days? You know, I, I love mushrooms and oh, me too. I love them. So I've been buying mushrooms from Costco in the bigger pack. And then I've been using my food processor to like chop them up to mm -hmm. a very, very small, um, just small pieces. And then mm -hmm. I've been adding cayenne peppers, jalapenos, garlic, and a little bit of salt, and then frying that up in a pan and then using that in my burritos. Oh, that sounds good. It's really good. I did. I was mm -hmm. surprised by myself. And then I made this, I saw this, um, the minimalist baker and they use it, hence the name, they use very few ingredients to make something. And mm -hmm. I saw a jalapeno spread that you could dip you know, some of your, like put on your sandwiches and it's jalapenos, cashews, nutritional yeast, garlic, lemon juice or lime juice, salt. Um, and you just blend all that stuff together until creamy. And that's been really good. So that, that good. and then, um, mango chia seed pudding. So I've been, I've been, I've been using mangoes, pureeing them, mixing them with almond milk and chia seeds overnight. Um, and then adding a little agave to that and having it sit overnight and then using that because the chia seeds expand. So it's like this, uh, really good pudding taste, um, for a little sweet treat. Let me tell you something. So thank you for that. Let me tell you something. If there's a heaven, let me tell you three of my food deal breakers. There's a heaven where I'm, I'm turning around and walking out. <laughs> Quinoa. <laughs> chia seeds. And frozen yogurt. <laughs> I'm walking out. I'm like, nope, that, those are deal breakers. Nope. <laughs> I'm not spending eternity with that crap. Like, give me some ice cream. You know what? Some regular old rice. I, I could, even brown rice. Anything other than goddamn quinoa. And chia seeds, you know what? The gaps between my tooth and gums. <laughs> I ain't built like I ain't built for that. <laughs> oh my god. It's so chia seeds can get a little annoying because they do sort of get up in your gums. And quinoa, what do you have against quinoa? It is disgusting. And you know, let me tell you something. People that love quinoa. Actually, you can say this about any, any food you hate and you mention it to people, especially online, what they're going to say, someone eventually will say, you haven't tasted mine. <laughs> That's so true. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I, I said, like maybe a couple months ago, I thought that, you know, one, one food item that um, my mother was right about, and I would, I would admit it today, that I now like. She used to say, one day you're going to like this. It was Brussels sprouts, right? <laughs> and I thought as a kid, that seems like the devil, but it turns out they are good. And the other one I said, I would tell her to this day, she was wrong then, she's wrong now. That is liver. <laughs> liver is absolutely disgusting. Disgusting. Right, and so of course I got, because I have like 12, 13, I don't have a lot of followers, but like 12, 13,000 followers on Twitter or something. And I got so many responses saying, you haven't tasted mine. You haven't, you don't know how my mother used to make it and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, it's disgusting. I don't care how you prepare. It's disgusting. I'll never <laughs> eat it, right? <laughs> That's I such said. a true comment. Like you just haven't, 
somebody, you, you just haven't made it right. That's usually what they say. <laughs> oh my God. Right. And that's what somebody said. Well, why don't you, why don't you like frozen yogurt? And I go, because I'll eat frozen yogurt. Like I don't mind it, but every time I eat frozen yogurt, I think I'd rather have ice cream. So I'm just, I would just, I'll take ice cream over frozen yogurt. And so if heaven forces me to eat frozen yogurt, I'm like, mm, I don't think I can stay here very long. <laughs> <laughs> what about Pinkberry? So you've been to Pinkberry. I, I always enjoy it. I enjoy Pinkberry. And there's a few other places around because, you know, you can't just eat ice cream all the time because it's too fattening. And, but you know what? If I eat ice cream 10 times, I can eat frozen yogurt once. <laughs> That, that's my acceptable ratio. So I'll be willing to bargain with the heaven people. Okay, look, you know what? <laughs> you know what? I'll be telling those those heaven jokes. It's not, you, know, you know, it's all in fun, but sometimes people, you know, really deeply religious people get mad at that kind of stuff. When you're talking about oh, heaven and, yes. and like God has been doing something. <laughs> oh, you know, one time, one time I, I told you, this is a true story. I don't know if you know this story, but once, I don't know. Some executive was getting on me about uh, retention rates that it was like a new plan, a new goal or something. Our retention rates were supposed to be, I forget the number, but instead of being like 85%, they're supposed to be 90% or something like that. And I said to this executive in this meeting, well, do you believe in God? And, you know, I got a little chuckle and the executive was like, yeah, I said, oh, you know what? There were these angels in heaven and 30% of them left heaven because they didn't want to be there anymore. So God's retention rate is only 70%. So you want me to be God? You want me to be better than God? God, oh, heaven. They, those angels who were in heaven, 30% decided, nah, we'd rather leave. I can't be better than God. What did he say? <laughs> so they got a big laugh out of it, you know, a big laugh. And it didn't matter. They still raised the retention rate, but it's still a true statement. <laughs> like, if heaven's so wonderful, why does 30% of the angels decide to leave? If you believe <laughs> in Bible stories, 30%. <laughs> I can't like, that's you. a lot. I mean, that's a lot. <laughs> sorry, if I was giving God a performance review at the end of the year, or maybe God didn't get one at the end of the year, maybe God gets one at the end of the eon. Right, something like that. I would go. Um, you did good here. You did good here. The moon is really good. You know, space looks really good. Trees are growing everywhere. You're doing a really good job. Um, let's talk about your retention rate, God. What do you think you could have done differently? <laughs> I would go. Um, maybe I should stop serving frozen yogurt. Yes, you got. It. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> God damn man, it. I, man, I just church people are gonna be mad. If, look, if you're a listener and you're religious, God has a sense of humor too, right? <laughs> he better. Because <laughs> this feels like a joke we're living in. <laughs> right. Like I heard this comedian say, if God didn't have a sense of humor, there'd be because there's no other explanation for why our nose is upside down on our face. It just drains right into our mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god 
Larry, just give me to say this. Ne- you know, I, I've never forgotten it. Like that is the funniest thing. Why is it upside down? So <laughs> I heard I heard somebody say something about they said they were talking about the dentist, and the dentist said the dentist said something about um when's the last time you flossed? And the guy said, You were there. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> oh, that killed me. Those little oh, one jokes from comedians sometimes uh, just get me. You you remember uh, that kind of shit? So that's funny. so good. Um, you know, last week we were talking about, and we're on episode forty-one right now. And last week we were talking about things that we hate, and I I thought of something this week. We don't have to go through a whole thing, but I wanted to say something that I hate is, you know, how you have these series, these streaming series, so on all the streaming shows, like a Game of Thrones or um, just anything streaming, the ones that you're watching and it says, stay after the show and listen to the director and producers talk about that episode. Oh, yeah. The after, yes. The after to look after or something. Yes, I hate that. Because then it'd be like, oh, we were really debating if we were going to put that door handle right there. Or did you happen to notice that that picture above the fireplace in scene number one, that picture, you know, is, is related to this other story from 1974 that we just do the homage to that. I'm like, who cares? <laughs> like, who cares? Nobody, it's like, it's like those saying nobody wants, nobody cares how the sausage is made. Like, nobody cares. Like, like your whole job as a director and producer is to put it there for the viewer to see it, to experience it, and it's all right there. If you have to tell me something about it afterwards, well, why did you put it in the movie? Why did you tell me in the movie? Like, why? Why is your movie a puzzle? I got to figure stuff out. <laughs> why is it? A, yeah, because I watched that for House of the Dragon. I, <laughs> I just gave you fifty minutes of my life, and now you want to now you want to take fifteen and tell me what I just saw. Like you're just a crappy director. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? Oh my God. Like, I, I write books. I write books. Can you imagine me writing a book and saying, "Hey, now go to my YouTube channel and I'm explain, you know, the book to you." Like what? I just read your book. Why wasn't it in the book? <laughs> oh my God! I just watched Game of like, I, look, I watched nine seasons of Game of Thrones or however many, and every one. They come on outdoors and tell you stuff. And I'm like, well, you you had 98 episodes to tell me stuff. Why do I have to, you have to talk to me about it? I just, I just, I, I just think, I just think, I just think it's really pretentious and really just self-absorbed of these directors and producers to do that. That's what I think. Now, what I don't mind is sometimes some of these shows have podcasts. And you can go listen to the podcast and it's usually some different hosts and they'll talk about what they, they talk like you and I will talk, what they liked about the episode. And it's just regular people talking about an episode or something, which that, I sort of get that. But if you have the power to put things in the show, but you don't, and then you want to tell me, I don't care. I, I'm, yeah, now I'm, now I'm pissed that I have to watch, I have 
<laughs> right. I'm pissed. I have to I have to watch for a few more minutes and then I right. have to really think about the episode I just watched and go oh shit now that makes sense now I'm mad right. that it should have been explained to me that's I, I agree with you I'm a little yeah. frustrated by that now and then you know what they'll say they'll say oh we also had a scene where this lady was going to cut his head off and then he, she tossed it out the window because it was going to symbolize her taking back her power but we cut that well why are you telling me that <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> so I'll be like, okay, next time you film this, call me up and I'll give you what you need to put in there. I, I can tell you. And then the rest, just bury it forever. I don't care about your stupid director's cut. It didn't make the cut for a reason. <laughs> it's called a cut. I know. If you loved it so much, you would have left it in there, doofus. <laughs> oh my god! I was thinking about how we say how much we we hate everything, but I, I thought about on Monday night. I was thinking about things that I love, and it's usually Ooh. when I I love my pillow. Like I love, uh, love my pillow. Nice. I love my mattress, and I love putting my blanket, uh, like an extra blanket, in the dryer before I go to bed, and then because I keep my heat on super low, that. I wrap myself up in that blanket as I'm going to sleep because it's all warm from the dryer. I love that. That sounds really lovely. That really does. So nice. That's uh, okay. So my, my, my comparable sleep related love thing is um, my friend Katya bought me a, bought me a, my friend and my, she designs my websites, all my book covers and everything, but she bought me a little, um, it's a light that looks like the moon and it has, um, it's electronic and, or, and it has like different colors you can set the light. So like very soft yellows, like the moon, but also some psychedelic colors like purple and green or whatever. But you can make it very low and then you can set it on a timer to go off. And so, and so when I go to bed and I get all cozy and everything, I turn that lamp on, or that little light, it's like, it's probably the size of like a cantaloupe. And I turn it on to this really soft light and I put it on usually a 15 or 30 minute timer, depending on like if I want to read or anything. And then what it does was really nice is about five minutes before it turns off, it goes down to a much lower level where it's barely on, but it's still on. And so the room just gets like almost completely dark. And then those next few minutes, then it just fades out. It's fantastic. Wow. It's, <laughs> it's fantastic. I absolutely love it. I love it. And then I usually put on some um, some music to go along with it. Like um, I'll use this either my phone or Alexa, and it'll be, you know, just sleep music or something like that, that that's really mellow. And I just, I just fade to black. Wow. It, it's, it's wonderful. Wonderful. Okay. I think I've seen those everywhere. Those little like. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I love it. Do you have a TV in bed? Do I have a what? You have a TV in bed. Like, do you watch TV I, in bed? I do not. Oh, yeah. Me neither. So I have every now and then. I haven't done it in maybe six, eight months. Um, I bring my laptop up and I can watch streaming on my laptop. And, and. I, I, I've done that in the past when I, I say I come upstairs and I'm going to um, like right after I wash all my linen or something, and I'm going to put my linen on. And sometimes I'll just bring my laptop and put something 
that's you know you go watch without watching you know that kind of deal on my laptop but for the most part no I don't I don't watch TV in the bedroom yeah I don't either I I, I feel I feel confident and I feel yeah I guess confident might be the the best word that the bedroom is for sleeping I mean essentially yes. to go to bed yeah. And so when you get up from the living room as you're watching TV to now go to your bed to watch TV just doesn't translate well with me. I just, it's so peaceful to not have it there. You know, I I might look at my phone for, you know, I give myself 15 minutes before I go to bed and then everything's just turned off. Yeah, that's nice, huh? I love it. See, another thing I love. Yeah. So speaking of TV, what are you watching these days? Okay, so... The Servant from M. Night Shyamalan came oh, back yes. on. So there's been two episodes. I, I mean, you've got to like, it, it's a certain style of show. It's a little out there. Mm-hmm. It's a little crazy. Um, but M. Night Shyamalan never disappoints. Um, I'm watching Your Honor with uh, Brian Cranston. That is so good. Um, oh. wait, so wait, where is, good. The Servant is on Apple Plus. Where is um, the, Your Honor? Your Honor's on Showtime. Mm, okay. Okay. And then I'm also watching Mayor of Kingstown, which is on Amazon, but I think it's part of the Paramount Network. Uh, Mayor of Kingstown. Now you got to, it's kind of violent. So it's the, the premise is Jeremy Renner. He is uh, Modesto, California. Um, he is a guy that works outside of the prison, trying to create a balance between inside prison and outside prison. So he helps negotiate stuff with guards and with prisoners. So it really interesting freaking dynamic. I love it a lot, but a lot of violence, like a lot of beating the shit out of people in prison, you know, with, with guns and, and allowing prisoners to beat up prisoners because there was a riot last season. And now there's the fallout from that for this season. It's just really, really, really good. So I think I, I, think I watched three episodes. I, I'm going to get back to it. Cause it is it's like, good. it's, it's intense. Intense. It like I have to it look, really sometimes good. I have to look away because just mm-hmm. the, the sound and the beating up of somebody makes me a little uncomfortable. So mm-hmm. watching those three things, uh, and the other show that just came back was Truth Be Told with Octavia Spencer. So I'm that's uh, episode one. That's Chef's Kiss. Love it. I want to watch that. And that's the one you you were telling me. She's a podcaster. Yes, she's a podcaster that was a journalist. She does this, so she writes out her podcast, you know, and then tells a story via her podcast, which is super, just really, really good. And then. Mm. Um, my sister recommended this show on Netflix. Now my sister recommended the recruit to me and that was good. And so I thought in the past, I don't give her much shot because it's always the warm fuzzy shit. So she recommended this other show called keep breathing on Netflix. It's like six episodes. And this woman, um, is a lawyer and she gets on a plane because she's got to get to a destination. We don't know why she's got to get there, but she needs to get there. She runs into these two guys at the airport that are going her way. They say, fine, you can come with us. And the plane crashes. I saw it. Did you watch all six episodes? I did. It's very, very entertaining. So, so, so far I'm, I'm wrapped. I'm, I'm in like, I'm so far. I'm good. Mm -hmm. I'm very entertaining. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's, um, I can't think of the lady's name, the star, but she also 
in a two-month period, I saw this lady in three things. She's in that Lynn manuel Miranda musical, The Heights, oh. which is about um, people in Harlem, little Harlem. Yep. Um, and she is one of the main characters in that. She is, I saw her in um, in The Heights, Keep Breathing. Oh, God, there's something else she's in. Okay, I, I, I've already forgotten it, but um, she's a very good actor. And um, I enjoyed her. I enjoyed her in that in that show. Like, I didn't know what it was about either. I was just like, what is this? And you just sort of follow her. Yeah, yeah it's good. If you follow her, right, the plane crash, and you just follow this lady along. It's, it's very good. Her trying to survive. Yes, her trying to survive. And the guy, yes. you know, you come to find out that she thought this guy was a National Geographic photographer. Yeah. So when they when they were crashed, he said, we're not that and no one's yeah. going to find you. And so yeah. now she's on an adventure to try to get food. Right now, she just she boiled some water finally. So it's good. I think I'm on episode two um, and there's only six. So I'll finish yeah. that at some point. Yeah. What are you watching? You know what? Um, I remember I saw her. Uh, she is in the new in the remake that's on HBO Max because um, the Keep Breathing is on Netflix. And on HBO Max, she is also in Father of the Bride. Oh, my God. She is. I don't think I've ever seen her before. She's That's her. Yeah. Wow. And okay. so she's the bride. Her father is Andy Garcia. And, and that is a, they're Cuban families in Miami. And he's the head of the family. He's the father. He's the, he's the Steve Martin role from the, from the Steve Martin movie that was probably... Oh. That is, I think, is a remake of the original from like the fifties or something. I forget who the father was, and I, but anyway, he's the he's the father of the bride, and I forget who her husband is, but she's the bride, and it's all centered around her. And, and so I saw that like in a three month period, I thought this lady is everywhere. It was that one actor. So anyway, that's her. That's um, crazy. And that's a, and that's a, it's a really good remake of Father of the Bride. I, I enjoyed the movie. So I finished at your request, Mos- Mosquito Coast on Apple Plus. And it's it's very good. It's two seasons. There will not be a third season, which I, I'm okay with that. Um, it's very good. It's a, I think we talked about it a little bit last week, a, a, a family, a husband, wife, and two teenage kids, and a husband and wife are probably in some shady government kind of things, and they go on the run. Um, so you follow their adventures as they go on the run, and people are trying to catch them and stuff. And it's, it's, a, it's a slow burn, but they give you some good stuff every episode, and you're trying to figure out what it is that they have done together or individually and why are they running who's after them so it's very good very very satisfying conclusion i think so good um and then i watched you know do you ever go to that that free movie channel tubi no t-u-b-i so tubi has some of the most insane terrible movies you can ever imagine okay like like you know those movies deep in amazon prime that are just awful like tubi can have movies worse than that oh, wow. but tubi will also have movies that are oddly really good and you think this should have been a first run movie so anyway i found a movie on there called risen r-i-s-e-n risen and it's not religious or anything but it's risen and it is a it is a, a a take on alien invasion. Oh, Lori. Yes, um, but not not 
a bunch of aliens or anything like that. It's, it's very slow moving and you're trying to figure out the mystery. Like you don't even know it's alien invasion. Like it's, you just don't know what's happening. You're trying to f- figure out the mystery with this one lady who is a, I don't know, you know, like a biologist or geologist or something like that. And trying to figure out like, what is this message that they're getting and what does it all mean? And it, it is, I've never seen this story. I've never seen this story told like this. It's pretty remarkable. And it's really, really good. Really? Uh, it's not really, it, yeah, it's not violent. It's, there's no big special, there's a couple of special effects, but they're not really, you know, noteworthy or anything. It's just a really compelling story. And honestly, I don't think we've ever seen anything like this. Wow. And it's, it's really, really good. So it's called Risen. So I, I really enjoyed it. Um, and then... There's a new movie on Netflix. Um, I don't know if you would like this, but I get these Netflix movies that are, um, because I've watched a lot of sci-fi and fantasy movies. And so other countries produce different type of sci-fi and fantasy movies than what you typically get in the U.S. And one country who will do uh, big budget sci-fi like you get in the U.S., but from a different type of storytelling perspective is Korea. So there's a new movie from Korea. It's called Jung L. So J-U-N-G dash L. And it's set way in the future. And it's it's all planet where humans have gone. It's not on Earth anymore. And these humans are warring with each other. And um, uh, these people, and they're Korean. These people try to clone this famous warrior of theirs who died early way earlier in the war like 30 this war's been going on for like 100 years and she died earlier in the war and they're trying to clone her to help them end the current war and so you follow this process and it's really good it's a really good sci-fi movie and you know korean sci-fi will be just as spectacular as u.s made sci-fi but they have a different look on um, humor and they also treat women differently it's a different version more like how the u.s like um uh sigourney weaver like she wasn't a damsel in distress she was the hero so korean movies often have women in those roles um more typically although we do get them in america but you know what i mean we typically don't have that but anyway it's called junk l and it's it's pretty good so those are the Things that I so I just finished Mosquito Mosquito Coast, Risen and Tubi, and John Gale. And then something I think you might like. Me and my daughter just started it today, and it's called it's on Netflix, and it's called like 100 Athletes or something like that. No, oh, okay. And it's it's also from from Korea, but it's a reality show. And here's the premise: they take 100 supremely fit athletes from a lot of different areas, so CrossFit wrestling, taekwondo, um, bodybuilding, weightlifting, arm wrestling. And these people are just fit. But they also have some other people like a dancer, a fit actor, an actress, um, a teenager, just an an old guy was MMA. And the idea is that they're going to try to find out of these hundred people, the perfect body like the perfect specimen and they're going to put them through a series of competitions to just see who ends up, who ends up the winner. And all the competitions are generally um, almost like you would see in a, a American Ninja Warrior, which was taken from Japan. Um, 
but there are also some head to head things. And there, and because it's from Korea, there's some batshit crazy things, like just crazy thing. I, it's hard to explain, like, you know, jumping over lava pits and just weird, just weird kind of stuff, but it's really interesting. So it's only, I think eight episodes are not very long and you don't even need to do subtitles. You can just watch it. But I thought it'd be interesting to you because you work out so much and you can see all these different type, type of fit people and how they compare and compete with each other in, in these different type of uh, competitions. Interesting. Okay. And that's a yeah. Korean one? Yep. Yep. And it's on Netflix. It just came out, I think, yesterday or today on Netflix. Okay. Hmm. The reality show. Okay. I probably won't where, watch it. I know. Where can people find you? <laughs> <laughs> Let's just be honest. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry. I will tell you. I will tell you who who ends up winning this thing. Okay. That's perfect to me. And, yeah. and we'll, we'll do a, we'll do a, little precursor that this is going to be a spoiler alert so just put us on mute for a minute or two (laughs) okay perfect okay (laughs) oh sir this has been a good i mean we're coming up we just we're we should be wrapping up now we don't want to yeah 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 let's let's call it a night where can people find you online you can find me at jen van lannan veg on instagram fake butt and a smile on tiktok and on Redheaded Vegan on Twitter, I'm more of a lurker. That's what I do on both um, TikTok and, and Twitter is just lurk. I don't normally post there, but you can reach out to me there. I do most of my activity on Instagram. So uh, find me there. What about you, sir? Uh, find me on Twitter, Myron J. Clifton. Same on Facebook and Instagram. I'm also on Facebook and Instagram as um, Dear Dean. Same on um uh what is that show oh tiktok and also visit my amazon webpage all my books are there subscribe to my free monthly uh, digital magazine dear dean the magazine i have a lot of contributors contributing writers of all um uh, eight not ages races genders ideologies and i do free advertising for people uh, for their books and other projects because i think all some art should always be free and subscriptions are free. Just check me out. And all my books are there. Like I said, I'm either on DearDeanPublishing.com or Amazon.com. Check us out. Buy my books. Listen to it. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Share it. Uh, rate us. Review us. All that matters in the world of algorithms. And it it is it will help us be the biggest podcast in the world by the time we get to 100 podcasts. Yeah. We're coming after you, Megan Markle. We'll try not to. We'll try to remember all the little people. You will. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, peace out, Mopo. Peace.